Hi, welcome to the Penis Project podcast. This is the place to come to find out everything you've always wanted to know about men's health but were too embarrassed to ask. Join physiotherapist Dr. Joe Milios and sexologist nurse practitioner Melissa Hadley-Barrett as they talk to real men and the experts about men's private parts. Have a burning question you really want to know the answer to? Please subscribe to our website at thepenisproject.org and just ask us. The length, while the greater the strength, the more time I've got for you. There's too much talking, texting, tweeting, posting. Too much noise altogether. In silence is strength and peace and space. Imagine silence forever. The Penis Project podcast is proudly supported and sponsored by PROST, Exercise for Prostate Cancer, and the RS Health Penile Rehabilitation Program. PROST is a not-for-profit charity set up by myself in 2012 that aims to help men exercise during their experience with prostate cancer. If you want to know anything more about PROST, including our online service and USB product now available, please just go to prost.com.au. The Penile Rehabilitation Program was created by Melissa at Restorative Sexual Health. This is an online program to assist turning software into hardware without leaving your home. This program was designed for people who live in areas where access to health professionals in this area is not available, or for those who are just too busy to attend consults, or even for those who just feel more comfortable learning at home with online learning and consultations online. For more information about this program, please go to www.rshealth.com.au. Prost means cheers to your health, so prost to you. November 11, 11 a.m., 60 seconds, kids watch on the wall. In the pub, in the tab, in the cars, we remember and wonder what Welcome to the Penis Project podcast. Today I would like you to meet Glenn. He's had a terrible experience with treatments to enlarge his penis which ended up causing some sexual dysfunction. This is a very brave and painful story and will hopefully serve as a warning to you all to be careful with who you trust with your body. And also sometimes we need to find out what's normal before we jump in to fix something that's not actually broken. So welcome, Glenn. And like, yeah, it's so lovely of you and brave of you to come and talk to us about this today. Hey, Joe, how are you? I'm good. And maybe just say that Glenn's come all the way from Canada, so we're dropping into one another via Zoom. Hopefully the sound will work beautifully, but every now and then if there's a little glitch, just persist through it because um, we all know what technology is like. And also, I think, Glenn, it's, this is a massive commitment. What time of day is it for you? It's actually not too bad. I was expecting it was going to be insanely uh, early in the morning like the last time we talked, which I think was 4 a.m. or something like that or 3 a.m. <laughs> It's actually only nine o'clock. So, I, what time is it for you guys? Yeah, it's nine a.m. Yeah, nine p.m. for you. Uh, nine a.m. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. Very nice. Great. So, just tell us. Basically, you decided to have a penile enlargement, didn't you? Using yes. fillers, and tell us about what led you to that decision in the first place. Well. Um, you know, it's it, we live in a time that uh, um, I don't. I, I basically all my life since I was a teenager, I was uh, uh, very self-conscious about my size, uh, and I, you know, remember being in a locker room. Uh, I used to play a lot of sports, and I'd see my friends and stuff, and I, 
have to admit, I noticed that I was like smaller than everybody else. And, uh, you know, when, I, you know, as an early teenager, it didn't bother me as much. But as I started dating women and stuff, um, uh, I remember in my late teens, I was probably the first encounter where a woman uh, greatly insulted me. Um, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say on air what she said to me, or would you like me to say what she said? But um, yes, tell us, tell us uh, what she said. Well, essentially, we were, you know, we were young, we we're messing around, and uh, um, she had said, you know, we can fool around, but we're not going to have sex, and, and so we are fooling around, and I'm, we're both naked for the first time, and she's like, oh my god, I've never seen one that small before, blah blah blah. And then as I get aroused after we're doing some things, she made a comment. She goes, uh, I know I said we weren't going to have sex, but do you mind if I hop on to see if I can feel anything? Now, as a young as a young man, I'm thinking, OK, well, I'm going to have sex. But that stuck up here in my head for decades. Um, yeah. And she wasn't the, she wasn't the only one um, that had made that sort of comment. Um, I lived a life of, uh, you know, here's the sad part. And for all the men who happen to see this, um, I really wasn't that small. Um, and the sad part was I didn't realize this until long after, but what you see are, you know, are porn, which usually the guys are much bigger than normal and all these other things, but through comments of different women, I hate to blame women because I got two wonderful women here on camera with me, but (laughs) I, I clearly dated the wrong women um, who made a lot of uh, impactful comments to me. Uh, I didn't feel like I was a man. Um, I didn't feel like I was, you know, good enough to pleasure them the way that other men could. I mean, meanwhile, I, I was married for 20 years, uh, had two daughters, so it, it worked. Um, and uh, but uh, in the last 10 years of marriage, you know, um, there was no sex. My my. X and I decided we would stay together for kids, whether that was good or bad, but that's what we decided. Um, but in that time frame, I thought, okay, I'm not, once I'm divorced, I am not going through what I've endured all these many years from women making comments to me. Um, and so I started doing research, um, thinking if they can, you know, at that time, put a man on the moon. Now they put rovers on Mars. Surely there's some way to enlarge the the male penis. Um, And so I researched and researched and researched and anything for lengthening uh, at that time, I found was uh, very risky. And most of the things I read was uh, that it didn't really work. And there were terrible uh, circumstances that could occur um, through, through some of the um, you know, uh, in, inserts that they could put in and that sort of thing. So I definitely stayed away from that. And I, and I thought that, um, um, I thought that lengthening was just not something that was possible. Um, however, I was one of these people blessed with not only a shorter penis, but also a thin penis. And, um, I thought, well, if I can at least thicken the penis and, and enhance the girth, so uh, because I, I already written off at that point uh, the lengthening of the penis um, uh, from everything I read, I didn't feel like anything was viable or safe. Um, I did come across a site, and I don't think I should say their names. I don't want to be sued, no. but no. Uh, but I did come across a, a place in the U.S. 
and uh, they've been around for a number of years and the big fancy website and they had all these calls and you could get on the calls, all these men, like thousands of men, uh, you know, lining up to uh, make their penises thicker with these injections. Now, they didn't tell you it was their own formula of injection. Um, I found it later it's basically silicone, but um, uh, one thing that, uh, there was a few things that they did. First off, um, they uh, promoted that this was, you know, FDA approved. Um, and as soon as I saw FDA approved, I know you're in Australia, but FDA in the US is the governing body for all, you know, health devices and anything to do with healthcare. And it was FDA approved. And that's really what one thing that sold me on it. Plus, they, uh, one thing that they did was they offered, uh, a bunch of prior uh, patients that you could talk to. Um, and so there was a whole list of prior patients that they gave you with a bunch of phone numbers from all across the US. I don't think anywhere in Canada, but anyways, I called them. Now, I, I can't say for sure, but uh, I, I, I'll just say politely, I don't know how real these people on the list were, and we'll leave it at that. But yes. I did make some calls and I did talk to some you know, rather nice people. And they were all just saying how great it was. Now their lives were never better and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, some of them have been back for future enhancements. And as you know, the doctor was the greatest doctor ever. And this is life-saving and all these, all these things that, you know, so I've got now FDA approved. Um, I've got all these uh, people attesting that this was a great, great procedure. So, after having been, you know, very hesitant, I did talk to a few very good friends about getting this done, who all said, you know, you're, you know, I wouldn't be playing around with your, you know, with your privates, but I felt rather confident that I had found the right place. Um, and uh, so off I went, I, uh, you prepay for your treatments. Uh, I actually. Can sh- sorry, can you share with us how much it costs for you to get these fillers in? Uh, in Canadian, it was roughly $20,000 for three treatments. And that was uh, in America. You went to America to have it done, didn't you? I did go to America, yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, I will say that it was um, uh, um, three different sets of treatments. The last one, the one thing that I didn't like, well, first off, um, uh, they, I, I had the the glands of my penis done, the the shaft of my penis done, and the uh, and the um, scrotum, um, and uh, I have to tell you that um, I went twice for the scrotum and the shaft and and the glands, but I went the third time just for the glands because the they can't enhance the glands. Um, as much as the penis, uh, as much as, sorry, the, uh, the shaft and the scrotum. Um, and, uh, as such the, um, the glands to me look odd. It looks like way too small for the, for the rest of the penis, even mm-hmm. with me going for a third time. So, uh, to me, uh, I, I feel like I've ended up with Franken penis. Uh, uh, I, I, I don't like the look of it at all, but you know, I'll tell you a couple of things that came from my treatments because I was so excited. Um, and, um, I remember there was, I forget how many days you had to wear bandages, but the bandages they put on you 
there were layers and layers and layers. They call it a Christmas tree and elastic bands, like very, not very comfortable, but you were just wrapped like you wouldn't believe just to keep the filler in place. And I remember on a positive note that um, walking around with what looked like a very large penis in my pants and fully erect and the stairs I got, I was in heaven. <laughs> like, uh, it sounds ridiculous, <laughs> but, but I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. I was I was so happy. Uh, like just with uh, women's eyes were bulging out of their head. And I was so, I thought it was worth every penny. But then um, after um, there's a, there's a, you can't have sex for 90 days. And I had the treatment one after the other. So you've got a 90 day period. Um, I was uh, at the end of a relationship with my last girlfriend at that time. And um, I noticed I, I noticed a few things. First off, I noticed the sensitivity of the um, the skin was just not the same. Like I, I felt like I lost a lot of sensitivity. Um, one thing I I clearly made a mistake of. I don't know why I got the scrotum done, but again, I had women say my, my said my scrotum was small too, which I don't think it was. Um, and uh, now the scrotum is too big. I think it's like, it looks way too big. Um, but uh, there's like bumps and bulges on, on the shaft of the penis. As I said, my, the glands of the penis are look too, like too small compared to the rest of the penis. So uh, aesthetically, I'm not happy with it at all. I don't feel I have the same sensation. And I also get quite often a burning sensation, just random. I'll be sitting doing nothing and either the shaft or on the, on the, um, on the glands or even the scrotum, I just will start getting this burning feeling. And I've been told that that's probably the, um, the, uh, the silicone, which is creating the collagen or whatever it's doing, but it's, uh, it, it can be uncomfortable. Um, can I just, sorry, Glenn, can I just interrupt you there? I just think it's really yeah. important for us to mention that, I you've actually sent me pre and post photos yeah. of your yeah. penis scrotum, and yeah. I just think the most important thing here, which is the saddest part that I find, is that your penis and scrotum were very normal size. And yes, I I, I was about to say I've come to realize that, and mm. I really regret. Like it's something as as a man, I I, I wish I'd discussed with my doctor, um, and I didn't. Because I was embarrassed, I didn't. I didn't want to say, you know, hey, is my penis a normal size? Or, but then when I was having issues after, I did go and see a uro- urologist, and they were like, you know, your penis was normal size. Like there was nothing wrong with your penis. But uh, I made that mistake, like like a lot of men who, um, you know, I was. I'm certainly. I was never large. I, I was. I would think by all measurements, I was just barely below average. Yeah. Well. So, I- Joe and I see a lot of penises, and your penis looks completely normal in the photos I've seen of it. I haven't seen them, no, so. (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, it looked completely normal. But I think this is just the most important message for other men out there is, and, you know, women go through this too by getting breast enhancement and then often regret it. So, you know. Yeah, the the, the difference is with, you know, with a breast enhancement and, uh, yes, and and I'm not a big proponent of breast enhancement. I think there's. So many, so many risks that can happen, but 
Uh, I've, you know, friends of mine have recently, actually my ex-girlfriend went and got that, but that's a whole nother discussion. But with the penis, um, you know, of course there can be problems with breast enhancement too, but for me now I'm suffering from erectile dysfunction. Um, I've had, I've seen different neurologists. Nobody seemed to know what to do about it. Um, I've had many who said, well, they, they highly doubt that this procedure had anything to do with it, but I dare say, I think they're wrong, uh, because my penises and erections were totally fine before this treatment. Um, and I don't think it's just a coincidence that, um, that all of a sudden now I can't get erections. Now I know a, everything has a factor to it, but to me, it's just too big a coincidence. Um, and like I said, I've definitely lost sensation. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, and, and I'm happy what you said before, but I'm also very sad because when I sent you those pictures, I hadn't looked at my old penis pictures before that I had to send to that doctor. And, (laughs) um, i I greatly miss my old penis. <laughs> if, mm. uh, I, I, I feel like such a fool for doing what I did, not just because of the money, um, but um, it just, uh, when I look at myself and the more I know now, um, I realize that, yeah, I wasn't going to be any porn movies, but I was fine. And, you know, my message to men would be, you're probably fine. Like, don't, uh, uh, you know, don't go what, do what I did. Now, I will say this, that one thing that uh, you need to be leery of is I mentioned that this particular uh, clinic promoted that it was FDA approved. What is FDA approved is the substance. It is not FDA approved to put in the penis. That yeah. is the difference. So it's a little misleading and you need to be careful uh, with what you're doing. Um, I've seen one device, the Phenoma device, that is actually FDA approved. I, I Now, here's the thing. I'm not sure what your thoughts are on that, Melissa. I've talked to another urologist who um, is fairly favorable about it. Um, and again, it's because it is FDA approved. But my hardship is that they will not touch me if I even decided to get that, which would increase girth and length. I am now not um, a viable patient because they will not touch anybody that's had injections because it's too much risk um, of infection and, and the skin, the skin has been damaged. So it's not just what I've done to myself. Now, if I wanted to go for that and you're probably thinking, don't go and do anything else, but and and I and I probably won't, but I'm just saying at least that one is FDA approved. So uh, I'm not telling men like I think like women with breast enlargements, they can kind of go and do what they think is best for them. I won't judge people. Mm. I, I I I think that you know um, there's 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 times and places when that is probably a good thing to do. But all I can say is with this other particular product, and I'm not sure if you've done research on it, Melissa, but um, it is FDA approved and it gives more, I've seen them on talk shows. I've seen, so I, I, I have more confidence in that just because that is governed. It is, uh, sorry, it, you know, it, it's being monitored. Yeah. So I'll just interject there and say that we actually have interviewed a man in Western Australia who does do 
penile girth enlargements with filler that is TGA FDA approved. And um, they have, I've seen some really good results with that. So I think the message here isn't that it's all bad. The message here is make sure, and you did really thoroughly do your research, but just make sure that you are going to someone reputable. So let's get to now because um, like you, we know you're not, you wish you didn't do it. And then your erectile function has failed. And so then this kind of cascaded, and I think this is the bit that Joe will be particularly interested in. You then went along and thought, okay, how can I deal with the erectile dysfunction? And you went for a couple of different treatments for that, didn't you? Uh, I've been to one different treatment. I was looking at others. But so I'll explain again. Um, I'm really leery. So... uh, this clinic I went to in the U.S., uh, I believe it'd probably be the same here in Canada, but it's not allowed in Canada uh, in terms of adding the filler. I think there is a little more, um, you know, regulatory involvement uh, if there was that sort of procedure done in Canada. However, um, these, um, uh, sorry, uh, shockwave treatment places mm-hmm. are not... They are, they fall, they're not regulated. And so anybody can virtually go and open this up. So without getting into the name of the one I went to, and actually I did call a news, um, you know, news agency up here who were interested in my story, but um, they they advertise all the time on the radio and they talk about having an 80% success rate. Um, When you go there, you know, there's a nurse, so-called nurse. I don't know if they're actually a real nurse or not, but they do uh, an, an ultrasound on your flaccid penis, which I've since learned is a waste of time. Um, but they do an ultrasound on your on your flaccid penis. They come up with a with a number. I guess it's to do with blood flow. I remember mine was two point two or something like that, and they said they want you around twelve. Um, so then after, and I went through my history of what I had done to myself. And then after that is done, they put you on, oddly enough, a Zoom call with a, with a doctor. A uh, doctor comes in. Now, I assume the doctor would be a urologist or someone of that nature. Um, and I, I should note that on the wall um, of this office are all these certificates, graduation certificates, I guess of most of the doctors that that work with them. So I saw this fellow's name on the wall. He comes on the on the screen. He's talking, you know, to me it's all legit. And the thing that people need to be wary of, and uh, this is where I think it's a bit of a scam, is um, uh, he gets on there. She tells him my history about what I had done to myself. He looks at me, uh, he said, okay, well, he said, you know what, we, you're, you're a good candidate for sure. And, you know, we have 80% uh, positive results. So I'm sure this will work out for you. And, uh, you know, he gave me his blessing. So I'm thinking, great. Okay. 80%. That's pretty good. And, you know, when you're a man suffering from erectile dysfunction, you know, within limits, you'll spend almost anything. So I think that particular foray cost me about $3,500, if I remember correctly. Um, and um, it was a series, it was over a year, it was a series of six different sex, uh, sessions of shockwave treatment. Um, 
After each session, there was a, if I remember correctly, a nine week break, at which time they, you know, redid your measurements. They wanted to know, are you getting erections, blah, blah, blah. So I went through this um, and, um, and, and then they want you to basically do your exercises, which is basically masturbate every day to help your blood flow. Um, and so, uh, I remember I went for my second and third, um, consults after my treatments. And again, before that, the nurse does the ultrasound on the flaccid penis and my numbers actually went down slightly. And what I found a little, uh, disturbing is that when I questioned the doctor on this, um, he said, well, those numbers really don't mean anything anyway, so don't worry about it. So the thing that bothered me is I was two point something, supposed to be 12. Clearly, that's telling me I have a blood flow issue, and that's why this thing is going to, this, this uh, shockwave is going to be the miracle cure for me. And then he tells me that those numbers don't mean anything. So I found that a little irregular to say the least. And that was another reason why I went forward because, oh, my numbers are low. This is going to help me pick it up. If I'd known that that means nothing, um, then, you know, that might've swayed my decision to go forward. So, and then what came out of it is um, I started having second thoughts about the legitimacy of this place. Um, and I looked up, when I looked at the certificates on the wall, all these diplomas, I noticed they were all from the same school. It was called the, I think the Boston Medical Institute. And um, I thought, well, that's odd. They all went to the same school. So I looked it up and it's owned by the company that does this shockwave. Mm -hmm. So to me, hugely misleading. Again, you're, you're, you're going into an office, you see these certificates on the wall. You, 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 it makes it more legitimate. You end up talking to a doctor which again, to me, it's just a money grab. They're getting their fee to talk to people. And they say, yeah, you're a good candidate. I'd like to know how many people this year are not a good candidate. Mm -hmm. um, and so th that's my, and then the 80%, how do, how do they even know those numbers? And I also think that because everything I've been reading about erectile dysfunction, most males that have a problem, um, it is psychological. So um, they there could be, a high level of positive results just simply because guys who have a bit of a brain block could be going there getting themselves zapped and thinking oh i'm cured and all of a sudden whatever that block was disappears and they're getting erections but um the funny part about it was um every urologist i talked to uh and told them that i'd gone and get this done told me i just threw my money in the garbage they said there's no proven um anything that this works and the one that was the best is the doctor actually um he recommended i go and talk to their uh, urologist that they recommend and i can't remember why i got their urologist name but i was able to get it and i went to their urologist and i talked to uh this gentleman about it and he like the other ones all said it's a waste of time so i thought that was very unique that um um, even their own urologist said, this is a waste of your money and waste of your time. So I think it's a scam. I can't believe these doctors get on there and basically tell people, yeah, you're a good candidate just so they could 
make a billing because that's really what it is. He he's just a regular GP. He's not a urologist. Um, you know, not that they can't be trained in that in that background, but uh, it just said it's not regulated. Um, and I just like this enhancement. I feel horrible that um, all these men are lining up to get this done, and who knows if it's working or not. And I don't think it is, according to urologists. I certainly didn't see results. Um, and then to add to that, uh, one of the urologists, uh, the solution that the urologists are giving me is to do injections. Um, and because of what I've had done, I want to know if I've damaged myself. I don't want to start jabbing myself with needles to get an erection to me that kind of would take away from the move. Excuse me, dear. Let me just get my needle. Not that I know millions of men do this. Um, but before I, I, I do this, I wanted to find out, is there any way that someone can examine me? Can someone look to see if I've been damaged? Is there any testing out there? And the urologist I talked to um, looked at me as kind of like I'm a crazy person because I don't want to start shoving needles on myself. But he wrote a note to uh, to the, um, the doctor who recommended me to this urologist and made a comment about having psychological issues and i'm like i just before i start doing this i want to find out what's going on which i think is reasonable but anyways he said the only place that i could go and get this done is a particular clinic in san diego that he said canada doesn't have the testing but in san diego they have uh, testing that can test for proper blood flow which is done through uh, an ultrasound but with an erect penis again he told me getting blood flow measurements on a flaccid penis is a complete waste of time. So again, reflecting back at that shockwave place, but um, the, uh, the clinic, and this is probably where you thought I was, I'd gone to two places. I was thinking about going to this place, but uh, they can test for, for nerves to see uh, if there's any nerve damage. So these are all the things I wanted to know. Um, and, and I didn't really want to spend the money to, to fly. It's in San Diego. Um, but again, I just so I can make an educated decision as to what to do next. Um, I uh, decided this will get, you know, and, and again, maybe it's partly in my head, too. Who knows? <clears throat> and so that if I know that things are not proper, then I know I would have to deal with them. Or if my blood flows fine and and my uh, nerves are fine, then again, then there, there's other root causes of what's going on. So I really wanted to go to this place. But when I contacted them, the one thing that came out was the fact that uh, um, when they sent me back the quote for uh, getting tested, it was with all these different treatments. They they wanted they were to go and see a, a sex therapist. Well, I, I already see a sex or have seen a sex therapist here. It was um, to go and get shockwave. Well, I've already had shockwave, and there was a couple of the treatments, and 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 right away I'm thinking this is another money grab like how can they start prescribing me a treatment when they've not even looked at me yet and they don't like they don't know what's happening they haven't done the testing so mm. and that really set me back because that was recommended from a urologist so i thought okay well at least it's a urologist recommending this place so i felt a little better about that but then the information I'm getting, it's making me second guess everything. Because it's like, um, how, how, yeah. can they start, how can they start offering treatment plans when they haven't even looked at me? 
They haven't yeah. won their time. So, yeah. So, I mean, actually, obvious, you know, the problem is, is that you've lost your trust. So, Glenn. Well, I've lost my trust, but I think anybody, like, it's like it's putting the, the, the cart before the horse. How can, yeah. I don't care what you're good at. How can they start giving you a, a treatment regimen? I don't care what it's for unless they know what's going on. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Yeah, you're right. And I think, um, you know, this is, and this is the message I think that, you know, and and you and I are going to work together to figure out a, a plan going forward for you. But I think the big trick here is the big question we have here for, or message we have to other people is, you know, to first of all make sure that you really do have a problem and second of all when you get treatment to make sure it is from someone reputable because there are these scammers that we need to make sure that people avoid them. I'm gonna tell you about a boy who lives inside me He's been there all of my life Hi, this is Dr Joe. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We're getting so many emails, so many questions and so much feedback. And Melissa and I are absolutely thrilled about this. What we'd really love you to do though is to share our podcast with anyone you think might benefit, including any man in your life. Simply download using your favourite podcast app or subscribe to the penisproject.org. You'll get a weekly email and new releases and this helps our podcast get more people And if you write a review and subscribe as well, well, we'll get known more widely across the globe. Meanwhile, let's keep the conversation going. Women, just a mystery to me. I've got a boy of my own now. It fills me with pride to see him growing so fast into a man.